Hello there, and welcome to the Friday edition of Following the Truth. I'm your host, Gary Zimak. Today is September the 17th. Uh, Again, it is a Friday, and as we head into the weekend, today's program is going to be based on something that really caught my attention from the Daily Mass readings today. It comes from the first reading, specifically St. Paul's first letter to Timothy. The idea that we come into this world with nothing, and we leave with nothing. I think, as somebody who has always liked to collect things, I mean, this has been... I, I don't do it as much anymore now, but when I was younger and I had uh, had the ability, I guess what I'm trying to say, when I had more money in <laughs> at my disposal, um, you know, you know I, I like to collect things. I had a lot of different collections, and I liked to look at things, you know, like collect. I was a collector. Um, it's changed now. I mean, we have limited space, limited funding, and it's a good thing that I don't and I'm getting older, you know, it's, I, I don't have that tendency as much, but, but I still, I still find some comfort in things. And, and you know, that's okay. God gave us things to entertain us, to occupy our time, to, uh, to sometimes even teach us the, to, to, to do without, you know, he gave us things and, and sometimes it can be tempting. Um, you know, it's, he gave us the tempt. He allows the temptation of things in our lives, so that we can freely choose him over things. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. So, so we we all have that uh, temptation to put our faith in. How about this? What we can see over what we can't see. It's not just collecting things. It's putting our faith in the seen things of the world, and and that can include people too at the expense of putting our faith in God whom we can't see. That's the, that's the challenge. That's the challenge of going through this life. And, and, and the reading today, it just really drove that home, at least in my mind. And, and I want to share it with you as we talk about this, because honestly, the key to having a, an intimate relationship with God through Jesus Christ, it is, it, it, involves a certain rejection of material things and materialism and putting our comfort in possessions, things, prestige, the things of this earth. That's necessary. You can't have both. You know, as Jesus said, you cannot serve God and mammon. That's sometimes translated as you cannot serve God and money. Your heart can only be attached to one master. It's either God or something else. That's not God. And, and, and for most of us, it's a mixture. It, it's trying to find that balance, trying to find that balance where we're not excessively finding our comfort and security in the things of the world. It doesn't mean you have to reject them all. Nobody's saying that. But there is that challenge. And the more time you spend immersed or taking security or enjoying the things of the world, the less time you can spend on God. So again, there's that balance. It doesn't mean you can't enjoy worldly things and pleasures. You, you can. There's, as long as they're not sinful, the church isn't going to say you can't enjoy them. But how much is too much? You know, how much of the extras, of the daily cup of 
your favorite coffee or your favorite snack or going out to dinner, how much of that should you be partaking in as opposed to giving to charity and using your money to help others? You know, and, and, and that's that's tough. That's a tough balance. That's something that only you can decide with God's help. You know, nobody can really tell you that. You need to know where to draw the line. So, I, you know, I do think this is, this is good news. It's good news because it, it frees us. It can be liberating as we become freed from the things of the world. The chains of the world, if you call it, if you want to call it that. So I'll share some personal stuff with you uh, during today's program. I'll share the reading from the first letter of St. Paul to Timothy. And I'll pray that the Lord gives me the words because I think it's an important topic. I know I need to deliver uh, an important message today. So I'm going to ask for help because I don't want to mess it up. All right. (laughs) So if you would be so kind as to join me in prayer, let's place ourselves in the presence of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit as we begin. Father in heaven, we thank you for your presence with us right now. Father, we know that when we place ourselves in your presence, it's not like you're not there and all of a sudden you you show up. You're here all the time. You're everywhere. You're definitely with us wherever we go. But we need to mentally connect with you by placing ourselves in your presence. That means we do the work, not you. And that's... That's a beautiful thing. Um, It's a beautiful thing to know that we don't have to conjure you up or text you or put in a call to you. You're going to be there for us wherever we go. If we are suffering right now, you're there with us. If we are having good times, you're there with us. If we're enjoying ourselves, enjoying family or a good meal or the company of friends, you're with us. And you, you want us to enjoy things that we are enjoying because this life is not meant to be a drudgery this life is meant to be enjoyed father it's challenging though because we do have a lot of distractions we have a lot of distractions in life things that can take us away from you and we need help We want to find you. We want to connect with you. We want to place you above all the things of the world. But sometimes we get distracted. So, Father, we ask you today to guide us, to let us know how much is too much, how much we should be saving for a rainy day, as opposed to sharing some of what we have with those in need. Please let us know if we need to shift our focus if we're putting too much emphasis on things for comfort, if we're putting too much emphasis on people for pleasure, if we're putting too much emphasis on good words, recognition from others, as opposed to validation from you for what we accomplish in life. Just guide us, Father. Let us know if we've, if we've strayed Please let us know so that we can make corrections. Father, I ask you to hear and answer all of our unspoken prayers locked up deep inside of us. I ask you to to give me what I need to deliver this message today. And I ask you to, to open all of our minds and hearts 
to be receptive to what it is that you have to say this day. Father God, I ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, it's a... um, Anyway, thanks for praying with me. I'm Gary Zimak. This is Following the Truth. It's a tough topic. It's it's a tough topic to because I can't conclusively tell you this is what you should do. You should spend X number of dollars on things. You should give the rest to the poor. You should save this much. I mean, we don't know. But but what I can say is that the Holy Spirit can guide you if you ask for help. If maybe you're you're putting too much stock and seeking too much comfort in things, even in other people. You know, are we turning to God when we are having a bad day? So let's, instead of turning to things, and I'll talk about that, I'll share personal stories, because I think that, and and I'm not saying I don't do this now, but I used to do this a lot in the past, when I didn't have a, a real personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ, when I didn't know the Holy Spirit, and when I didn't ask the Holy Spirit to work in me, um, whenever I was struggling with anything, I would immediately turn to buying things or going out and indulging. And to, to a certain, some, some degree of that is fine, but not at the expense of our relationship with God, which is what I was doing. I mean, if, if, if I was, if I was worried about something, I would go out and, and buy something. I'd order something through the mail, or I would go out and indulge or get a, get some takeout food or go to a bar and have some drinks or, you know, that kind of thing, instead of praying. And, and that's not good. That's not good. W- when we are worried about something, we feel that anxiety coming on, if the first thing we do is turn to worldly comforts without turning to God, then that's a problem. I mean, I, you know, I don't make a lot of blanket statements. I don't like to because every case is different, obviously. But if that's happening on a frequent basis, we, we all should be concerned about that. You don't want to leave God out of the picture because he allows us to experience fear and uncertainty in the hopes of that, that we'll turn to him, that we'll step out in faith. So if you're cutting him off completely, if he's not in the picture when it comes to that, then there is a problem that, that needs to be addressed. But you know what? The first step of trying to fix that is recognizing the problem. So rather than Rather than becoming upset or discouraged when if, if you might be in that situation, I, I would say be comforted by it because a lot of people don't even get to the point where they're asking God to tell them, am, am I on the right track or is there something wrong in my life? If you care enough to at least address it, you're way ahead of the game. And that's I think that's fantastic. Anyway, you're listening to Following the Truth. This is the Friday edition of the program. I'm Gary Zimak, your host. Followingthetruth.com is my website. If you want to find out more information about my work or maybe invite me to speak at your conference or your church. My next book, it's called Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness. It's going to be coming out in a little over a week. Um, I've got some graphics from my the guy who does my design work for my for my website, and I'm getting ready to start putting things on the website. I want to re- want to wait until the book is officially available. From what I've been told from the publisher, the book's going to be in their warehouse sometime next week. It's going to take another week or two to make its way to Amazon, but once I start seeing the book is orderable, right now you can pre-order it, but once I see it is officially able to be ordered. Then I'm going to start putting the information on my website. I might put a few pieces of uh, 
of information up there so you can at least see what the cover looks like and see some of the people who have endorsed the book as we as we get closer. But I'm excited to start talking about it, Finding Peace and Happiness, uh, Journey with God. It's all about knowing, loving, and serving God. You know, if you're, if you're old enough, believe it or not, I'm old, but I'm not quite old enough to remember learning this in school. Uh, from the what they call the old Baltimore Catechism, I started school just after that was no longer being used. So I didn't specifically learn this in school. But if you go back a few years, you know, you might be a few years older than me. You remember what, you know, what is the meaning of life? Why are we here? Why did God create you? Or some variation of that question. It's to know, to love, to know, to know, love and serve God in this life and be happy with him forever in the next. That That is a, as good of an answer for why did God make you, or why? what's the purpose of life that I've ever heard? To know God, to love God, and to serve God. That's why each one of us are here. Now, that means something different in each of our lives. So what this book does is I sort of break it down. How, how do I know God, and what do I need to know about God? How do I love God? How, how do I go about loving God? What does that mean? It sounds good. Yes, I love God. But what does that mean in day-to-day, in our day-to-day lives? And how about serving God? What do I do? Does, does that mean I have to become a priest or a sister, or do I have to be an ordained minister? Uh, and the answer is no. We're all called to serve God in, in some way. And um, so we'll be talking more about that book uh, in, in the next couple of weeks. But if you want to pre-order it, please go right ahead and do so. The Word Among Us, that's my publisher, they are offering a discount, a 20% discount if you pre-order the book now at wau.org, wordamongus.org, or you can order the book or pre-order the book from Amazon as well. It's a little bit more expensive right now on Amazon, so but the choice is yours. The book is Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness. So I am... Um, I am really good. I'm really glad that you are so interested in in this topic because I've gotten a lot of, of a lot of feedback. I'm really glad that you're interested in the topic because I think it's a critical one. I think it's a critical one, and it gives us sort of a way forward. How, how am I supposed to do this? You know what we what we don't want to do is turn our faith into a bunch of of internet memes or or fluffy platitudes, whatever you want to call them. To know, love, and serve God that. We got to put some some legs on that or some flesh on it and really talk about how to do that. So we will be talking about that. All right, let's talk in about let's talk now about loving the things of the world as opposed to loving God. You know, there there is a limit. Every minute we spend, we're going to either be spending focusing on God or focusing on something else. That that's a fair assessment, and and you have to have that balance in your life. I, I think that's healthy. But where should our focus be, or how do we know when our focus might be it's too you know uh, skewed in in some way and, and and we're not giving God what he deserves? Well, let's talk a little bit about this. The first reading from today's mass again, it's the Friday Friday's mass September the seventeenth. It comes from the first letter of St. Paul to Timothy, chapter six verses 2 through 12. 1 Timothy 6, 2 through 12. Now, there's some good stuff in here, including one often misquoted verse that I want to talk about because I want to make sure we set the record straight. You've heard a variation of this one verse in here quite a bit, 
but many times it's incorrectly relayed. So let so I'll tell you what it is when we get to it. Here's what St. Paul said to Timothy. And, and Timothy was a bishop. He was a young bishop in the early church. And Paul was writing to him. And here's what he said. Beloved, teach and urge these things. Whoever teaches something different and does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ and the religious teaching is conceited, understanding nothing, and has a morbid disposition for arguments and verbal disputes. From these come envy, rivalry, insults, evil suspicions, and mutual friction among people with corrupted minds who are deprived of the truth, supposing to be to, supposing religion to be a means of gain. Indeed, religion without contentment is a great gain. All right, now I'm going to stop there because what, what Paul is telling Timothy, he's warning against those who exploit religion for their own personal gain, and he's warning against uh, falsifying or changing the teachings of Jesus Christ. And, and that's something we need to consider. Ultimately, Christ founded a church. The church speaks. The church gives us a message. Sacred Scripture grew out of the church's authority. And, and we've got to be careful that we don't twist God's words to support doing what we, you know, to, to make them turn them into something we want to hear. Even though I like to say to you, I always share with you the good news through my ministry, and I still believe that. Sometimes i got to talk about hell. Sometimes I have to talk about sin. Sometimes I have to talk about the fact that we place too much comfort or security in the material things of the world. But that's good news. The reason it's good news is because the ultimate, our ultimate well-being, and ultimately our happiness and peace results from having a good relationship with God through Jesus. And, and that's good news. So we need to know when we're sinning excessively, when we might even be putting our souls in danger. It can happen. We need to know when we're spending too much time with things or focused on things. Because here's the, the problem with that. Not only does it displease God, but ultimately it's not going to bring us the happiness we're looking for. We are happiest when we are doing God's will. That's how he created us. It's not what the world will tell you. That's not what many of us believe. But I've seen both sides of this, and I know it's true. It's true, and it's sometimes it requires unlearning what we've been taught. We've been watching TV commercials and hearing radio commercials for a long time and watching other people. And, and we can sometimes believe that the more things we have, the happier we're going to be. But you've seen evidence of that with a lot of celebrities who are not happy, who are downright miserable, who end up taking their own lives because they're not happy despite having what appears to be everything. So there is more to this picture. Okay, so listen to this part. So this is, again, Paul writing to Timothy. For we brought nothing into the world, just as we shall not be able to take anything out of it. You know, you come into this world with nothing. You leave with nothing. We can't take it with us. You've heard that. And sometimes it gets, uh, it, it becomes almost a humorous expression, but it's, but it's really serious. You can't take it with you. And that's important. 
You can't take your possessions and your money and your, your, your prestige with you and expect it to count for anything in heaven. And listen to what Paul says next. If we have food and clothing, we should be content with that. Wow, that's a, that's a tough statement, isn't it? But this is God's word. This is God's inspired word. So we, we have to take this seriously. And, and, you know, this doesn't necessarily mean that we can't have any other possessions. But I would say maybe we need to think about this when we desire or we envy others who might have a bigger house or might, who have a, might have a fancier car or might have more friends. You know, when that envy starts to make us unsettled and unhappy because they have more than we have, well, then maybe we should think about this. Are we content because we have food and clothing? And how much food and how much clothing and what kind of food and what kind of clothing? You know, I might have food, but I might not like it. I might not be able to eat prime rib and lobster every night. And that might get me, you know, that might make me envious. I wish I had more money so I could go out to the finest restaurants and wear fancy clothes. But I don't think that's what Paul's getting at here. Those who want to be rich, see that? Who want to be rich. Not those who are rich. There's a difference here. Those who want to be rich are falling into temptation and into a trap and many into many foolish and harmful desires, which plunge them into ruin and destruction. Now, here's what's interesting about what Paul just said. Somebody could be poor. Somebody could be living in poverty, but yet they want so bad to be rich, that desire, that envy is living in them. It's possible to, it's possible to, be, possible to be poor and at the same time be greedy. And that's really something to, to think about. And it's possible to be rich and very generous and not attached to your money. You know, that, that does happen. Um, here we go. Now, this is the often misquoted verse. You hear this a lot. For the love of money is the root of all evils. The love of money, not money is the root of all evil. That's not the quote. That's not the verse. Money is okay. It's the love of money. It's wanting to be rich, excessively rich, so that you can be comfortable and take your security in and find your security in your wealth. That's the problem. So it's the love of money that is the root of all evils. And some people, Paul writes, in their desire for it have strayed from the faith and have pierced themselves with many pains. It's something we've got to be careful for about. You know, when I was young, I wanted to be rich. I wanted to have a lot of things. I wanted to have a fancy car. But it never came about, and I'm glad it didn't, because that would have messed with my head. You know, you have it too easy, and then you want more and more. And then all of a sudden, you become your own God, because you have a lot of money. And you're not used to not being able to get something. You know, you expect everything, because I got money. I should be able to get whatever I want. People should pay attention to me. People should bow down before me. I'm not saying you do that, but... You know, that can happen if we're not careful. But you, man of God, avoid all this. Instead, pursue righteousness, devotion, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. Compete well for the faith. Lay hold of eternal life to which you were called 
when you made the noble confession in the presence of many witnesses. We are all called to eternal life in heaven with God. That's why we are here in this life to know, love, and serve him in this life and to live with him forever in the next. That's why we're here. We are not here to make as much money as we can so that we can just sit around and count our money and feel secure because there is a false sense of security when it comes to having a lot of possessions and money. And, and we don't want to fall into that trap because, and I'll, and I'll give you an example when I, and I was never rich, but when I was working as a software developer, I was doing okay for myself. And, um, you know, I did that for, as, as, as I've shared with you, I did that for 30 years. And, and there was a certain confidence knowing that I had a X number of dollars coming in each, each week and, and that I had a certain amount of money in the bank. And, and I really didn't, feel the need to pray that God would provide me with food every day. Now, now that might not be your case, but that was my problem. But then when I went into full-time ministry, when I got laid off from my software job, and it's been a great close to 10 years. I mean, I'm coming up on my 10th anniversary. But when that happened, I had to think differently. And I really learned the meaning of give us this day our daily bread. My security wasn't in money anymore because I didn't have it. And it was challenging. It was hard. It was hard to start thinking a different way. But in the end, I've seen God provide for me and my family. It's been difficult. He makes you sweat it out sometimes, but he's faithful and he does provide. So this message today is just something to think about. How much is too much? Maybe we can call it that. How much is too much? Or the love of money is the root of all evils. Or you can't take it with you. You choose the title for this program, but that's the message today. Something to think about for the weekend. Hey, I hope you have a great weekend. Let me know if I can help you in any way. Gary at followingthetruth.com is my email address. Don't forget that I do a weekend podcast as well. That should be available now. It's called the Gary Zimak Show. We'll look at the mass readings for this Sunday's mass. So check that out. Download that if you need a little dose of me over the weekend. Uh, remember that I'm praying for you, and God willing, I'm going to be back with you here on Monday. Again, I hope your weekend is enjoyable, and, and I want to thank you for inviting me into your life for a little bit with this with this podcast. It's a blessing to be able to do it, and if there's anything you need, please let me know, Gary at followingthetruth.com. Um, also, just, just know that I could use some extra donations if you have some funds available and you're able to do that so that I can keep this ministry going. It would be, I'd be very grateful for that. Um, you could do that by going to followingthetruth.com and clicking on donate. And uh, again, you could do that securely. It's all securely done through PayPal. You can either become a monthly sponsor or you can make a one-time donation. And if you can, that's wonderful. If you can't, please just continue to pray for my work, my ministry, my family, and I would very, very much be grateful for that. All right, I'm going to run. Thanks again for stopping by. God bless you, and we'll talk to you next time.